hearts. And we thank you for this in Jesus' name. Everybody agree with that? Say amen. amen. Well, tonight we want to start a, a new series, and I know it's going to bless you. I always love talking about grace, grace, the grace of God. And it is so neat. And so if you have uh, something to write with, I want to encourage you. I'm going to give you so much information. It's going to almost be like overload, but it's good because we've heard so many things about grace. But tonight I want to help you. I want to give you some definitions. I'm going to just share with you scriptures that will show us plainly what grace is and how to use grace. Say use grace. Amen. So we're talking about the grace of God and we'll take our time. So make sure you get these definitions because because even though we're going to go through a lot of scriptures, I just really want you to get a hold of this truth that will minister to you and bless you. So here's the thought. The grace of God, and here's I want you to understand, that faith to receive God's unlimited promise. So here's the grace of God. It takes faith to receive. Say faith to receive. Faith. It does. It takes faith to receive God's unlimited promises. Now, and you and I know this, that we have to get into the word of God. We have to study. And if, if we want to know the truth. So if you want to know the truth about what God has for you, then guess what? You're not going to know it without spending time in the word. You have to spend time in the word to know God's truth, his word. Well, guess what happens when you spend time in the word? This is how your faith develops. How many want your faith to be developed? Sure, we all do. So by spending time in the word, let's connect the dots. If I spend time in the word, what's going to happen? My faith is going to be developed. Well, what's the opposite? Wow. So it's like going to the gym and you see all these massive guys and you see these gals, ladies that are in shape and because they're going to the gym and they're working out, they're on the treadmill, they're doing all that stuff, hitting the weights. And then you go in and you don't hit the weights, you're on the treadmill and you go, whoa, how come they look different than me? Guess what? Because they use the weights. They exercise. Come on. And guess what? They began to develop in different areas of their bodies physically. Well, guess what happens? When you use the word of God, you're going to begin to develop spiritually, and therefore you begin to grow, and you get in shape, and you start looking good spiritually. See, it's not just about looking good physically. Ain't nothing wrong with that, but spiritually, do you look good? Say, I look good physically and spiritually. I'm blessed. I like that. All right, good. So let's look at some goals. Are you ready? Write these goals down. This is going to help you. Here's the first goal I endeavor to share with you as we're teaching on grace. And there's going to be more topics that I'm going to give you. But here's the first goal. We're going to learn how to obtain the faith needed to receive God's unlimited promises. Now listen to this. You may have heard it before, but I want you to catch it tonight. What we're going to do as we go forward, our goal is this. We want to learn together how to obtain the faith needed to receive God's, and here it is, unlimited promises. See, when we think about grace, what happens, and we know, you know, the definition, and we say, you know, it's, it's God's, what, unmerited favor, and a lot of times we stop right there. And some people say that it's God's riches at Christ's expense, and a lot of times we stop right there. But what does that mean? What does that mean? And that's what I want to show you this evening, and not just tonight, but as we go forward on Wednesday night, I encourage you to bring your friends. Man, this is going to really free us up in how to receive God's unlimited promises. Say promises. 
Well, here's another goal. Here's a second one. We're going to study scriptures and take our time. Here's what I want us to do. Studying what it takes to build our faith. What does it take to build your faith? I know this, that, and I love athletics, and I, and I know this, I love education, and I love all these things that we need to grow, you know, and get better. We can grow spiritually, we can grow physically, come on now, we can grow mentally, but there's things that we have to apply, am I right, in order to do that. You know, you can't just walk in the library and all of a sudden you're smart. It don't happen that way. How do you believe that? You have all the books in the world, but guess what you got to do? Come on, somebody. See, just like if, just because I, I can sleep in the garage, does it make me a car? Absolutely not. So, but it's amazing that just because people come to church, they think, oh, I'm a Christian. Uh-oh, did I say that? Oh, y'all got real quiet on that one. I'm going to let that go right over your head. Okay, let's keep going. Was that number two? Here's number three. Are you ready? We're going to help. My goal is to help you to form beliefs that are based on God's word. Not man's opinion, not my opinion, you know, not the newspaper, okay? And thank God for books that we know, that men and women who've written books, and they're great books, and they're maybe their opinion, but here's what we want to do. This is what you and I want to do. We want to form our beliefs that are based on God's word and his word alone, and his word alone, all right? Here's the fourth one, the fourth goal. My, my goal is endeavor to show you how God's grace can help to supply your every need. Oh, thank you, Lord. How God's grace can help supply your every need. Say, supply my every need. Oh, I'm excited about that. But then lastly, here's the results. I believe, as far as being a teacher, preacher, that I want to make sure that you get results. I'm all about results. And here's a result. That I want you to do. Once you, you, you strive, we strive to get these four goals. Here's the result. That you'll walk in the fullness of God's unlimited promises. So we just don't want to, you know, come to church and receive and not, on, and, and not walk in it. Man, we want to receive and walk in it. And walk in it. That's, we want to grow. We want to be healthy believers, healthy Christians. And so if we had to mark chapters, let's mark this as chapter one. Chapter one. And, and, and I'm going to take our time and go through multiple chapters for you. But I know you're great note takers. I've watched you. And so I'm endeavoring to give you exactly what the Lord has given us. And it's going to bless you real good. Turn in your Bibles to Romans chapter 10, verse 17. And also, let's turn to Hebrews 11.6. Romans 10. These are very familiar scriptures. So, so we're, just, we're just plowing. We're just paving the way. All we're simply doing is covering scriptures that you already know. But it's very important to build this foundation so that you have it and what God is blessing you with. Now, what we do here, if you don't mind, uh, if you like to read, we don't mind you reading. But let's go to Hebrews 11.6 first. Hold your spot there, Cindy. Hold your spot there. I heard you. Okay, Hebrews 11.6. And, and we're going to look at that. Then we're going to go back to Romans 10.17, right? Now, if you want to read, that's fine. I, I believe it's much better if we all can, can add to different, different scriptures. How many believe that will help us out? So I don't want you to feel like you, you're, you have to read, but, man, the more different translations we have, the much better it is. All right? And so how many of you believe this, that God is pleased when we use our faith to receive his unlimited promises? Do you believe God is pleased when we use our faith to do that? 
Okay, then let's prove it. Let's back it up with the word. Who's found Hebrews 11.6? Let's go there. And if you have it, just say, I got, and tell us what translation you have, and go ahead and read. Mm-hmm. What if we just establish, someone tell me, I, because I want feedback. What if we just establish, what is God pleased with? Faith. But not only that, he's pleased not only with faith, but also, let's take another step, what we just gave you. He's pleased with faith, but he's also pleased when we, what, use our faith. See? So in other words, he's pleased when we use our faith and to receive his unlimited promises. Now, I know last time we did this and we, man, we went all different directions, but I'm going to ask you to help me. Give me an example. <laughs> Y'all remember this last time? Okay. Give me an example of when Jesus recognized, now hold on, he recognized faith. He recognized faith. Very simple. We did this one time and man, it was like, I don't know where we went all through the scriptures and we were all over the place and we had different people in different places. Medea came out. Okay. And you know, I'm like, what in the world? Go back and study your Bibles. But anyways, so here's what I need. I need your help. And we're going to just take a couple because I think we can get through a couple. Then after that, no, I'm just joking. I need to have more faith in that in you. Okay. But think about this. Now listen, think about right now. Jesus is dealing with, he's teaching, he's ministering, and he notices, he captures, he hears faith. Give me, give me, he's gone. Now let's, let's break that down. Because we said, remember when I said what he endeavored to do, we endeavor to show you and want to help you to get results to walk in the fullness of God's unlimited promise. I believe that healing is a promise of God. And so let's connect the dots now. We have faith. So what happened here? The woman said, mm -hmm. but she said something happened before she said, I'm, I'm going backwards. What happened before she said, before you can say something, you have to first what? Uh oh, here's something. So she heard, right? They heard, she heard he was coming, but do you think she also heard about the miracles that were taking place? And then she heard that and she said, wait a minute, if Jesus did that for them, then surely he can do it for, come on, me. So she heard. Now what happened after she heard? She acted on it. How do we know? She made her way, but back up. Ooh, there, come on, there you go, see? So she heard. Then she said, she said what she wanted to come to pass, didn't she? All right. Now, understand grace, as we talked about grace, unmerited favor, but grace we'll see here is that God wants us to walk in the fullness of, of his unlimited promises. She heard, she said, if I just touch the hem of his garment, what will happen? What did she do? She touched him. What was the results? She was made whole. And God's unlimited, what, promises manifested. You know, that was his grace. That was his grace that manifested in her life. Did she deserve that? No. But God's grace. And so here's what happened. She used her, what, faith. Now, give me another example. Thank you. That's a great example. Appreciate that. Anybody else? Wow. 
Okay, so let's talk about that. Here we have the centurion confronts Jesus. The centurion has a servant who's not well, right? Goes to Jesus. But the centurion, even though he, he understood, as the scripture tells us, authority. Am I right about that? And so he said, wait a minute, I have men, I have those who are underneath me, and I tell them to do this and what? And they do it. So he said, when Jesus said, well, let's go to your house. He said, hold it, sir, you don't have to come to my house. What did he say? Speak the word only. Just say the word. So he knew that if he just said it, wow. But then here's a time, and then all of a sudden, what happened? Then here comes a servant, right? Right? Okay. Are y'all with me now? Come on now. Look at me like this. Okay. So, so what happened, the servant is telling him what's going on. And, and then what did Jesus do? After he, I mean, he said, okay, he understood what the man wanted. Then what did he do? He had to do something because something took place. How do we find out his servant was what? Healed. What did Jesus do then? He, the word. You see, you say, how do you know that? Because the Bible tells us that his servant was what? Healed. Okay. Someone give me another example. One more. Anybody? Oh, blind Bartimaeus. Okay. So what did blind Bartimaeus have to do? Now, we're talking about receiving promises. Oh, man. I'm telling you what. He did not sit still, did he? He was not quiet. Well, even though they told him to be quiet. What happened? So hold on. He got loud, and he was crying out to Jesus, right? And he said, what did he say? Jesus. Come on, help me out. Son of David. What did he say? Have mercy on me. They were like, be quiet. Shh, don't bother the master. Wow. He said, wait, who are you messing with? Then guess what? He got louder, didn't he? Again, to the point where Jesus, what? What did he hear? Wow. And then we know what happened after that. You see, so we can see here now we're talking about healing. I mean, you're giving me examples. Is there any other example? How about Peter when he walked out on the water? Did he not have faith? Okay, what happened? What's the account? Tell me. Okay. Was that faith? Come on. So I'm not talking about what happened after. I'm talking about was that faith to get out the boat? I mean, was that faith to get out the boat? Okay. Wow. Okay, so you can see here. Faith is connected, the dots. All right, go to Romans 10, 17. Let's look there because now we're going to talk about, remember we said how important it is to get faith on the inside of you that we have to do something with the word, say the word. And we really have to study it, don't we? All right, so if we're going to study scriptures and take our time studying and what it takes to build our faith, then how does faith come? So let's hear that in different translations, please, if you don't mind. Mm-hmm. Praise God. How does faith come? And by hearing what? Not man's opinion. Does it say man's opinion? Does it say the latest fortune cookie? Come on now. Don't look at me like that. I, well, I don't even want to go down the road right now. But anyway, so, okay, someone give me another translation. Who's got something else? Romans 10, 17. Mm-hmm. 
Praise God. Faith comes. Say, faith comes. Ooh, I like that. Faith comes. All right, someone else. Mm -hmm. So faith comes from listening, but mm. listening by means of Christ's message. Mm, of Christ's message. Wow, that's good. Faith comes by listening. So it's not just listening, but listening to the message or Christ's message. Wow. All right, amplified. Anybody have that? All right. Praise God. Message. Holly is a resident message. She find, she's looking. I gave her time to look for it because you know how the message all runs together. Well, you get it. You just let us know. Okay, someone else. <laughs> a different translation. Some of it's broken down. Some of it's not. NIV? Hmm. Wow. Praise God. Isn't that good? All right, anything? Okay, that's all right. We'll move on. Well, there it is. There you go. All right. Praise God. Now, let me share this with you about grace. Write this down. Grace is so instrumental in our walk with God. Grace is so instrumental in our walk with God. Now, we know there's various definitions, various definitions of grace. And so I want to share a few things with you. And these scriptures that we're going to share with you in order to get a better understanding of what God's grace is, listen, and where it comes from. So what we want to share with you is scriptures that you're going to hear in order to determine what God's grace is and also what, where it comes from, what it is and where it comes from. All right. So let's go to Romans chapter four, Romans chapter four. You're already there. Just back up a little bit. Romans chapter four. And let's look at verse 16. We're just going to camp out here for a little bit because we're establishing some ground. We're establishing some good groundwork. I encourage you to come back next time we get together and we're going to continue to move forward. But it's just, man, praise God, I'm excited about what God has for us on the subject of grace. All right, who's found that? And if you don't mind, read that for us. 16. Mm-hmm. Amen. Now listen to this. I'm talking about walking in the fullness of God's unlimited promises. Let's look at this scripture. The New King James says, therefore, it is of faith. It is of faith that it might be according to what? Grace. So it is of faith that it might be according to grace. Now listen to this. So that, oh, wait a minute, the promise. Everybody say the promise. See, so here's what happens. You have faith, you have grace, you have the promise. And that's what it's telling us here. And so we begin to understand that, that what grace is, and we're going to talk about this, where it's at and where, or where it comes from. Where does grace come from? From God. All right. So we understand this. So therefore, it is of faith that it might be according to grace so that the promises might be sure. Listen, to all the seed. You know what? That includes you. You and I are spiritual seeds or descendants of Abraham. Praise God. Well, let's look at another example. Romans chapter 5. We're going to look at two verses, 1 and 2. So let's flip over there together. Romans chapter 5, verses 1 and 2. We're talking about the various definitions as we're going to get into this tonight and scriptures to get a better understanding of what God's grace is and where it comes from. 
So Romans chapter 5, verses 1 and 2. You don't mind reading that? Someone just go right ahead when you, when you find it. Let us know what translation you have. Thank you. Wow. Ooh, that's good. Man, that's good. All right. Notice what it says here, especially verse 2. Through whom also you and I, says we, we have access. Say access. See, we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand right now and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And so when we read Romans 4.16, here's what it's telling us. It says, talk about faith, that it might be by grace. So we have faith by grace. But then it goes on and tells us here in, in verses 1 and 2 that we have access. Say access. We have access by what? By faith into this grace. Now, we said this earlier. We're going to talk a little bit more. Grace, as we know it, is defined as what? As you've heard before, grace is? God's unmerited favor. So let's look at it this way, right? Especially Romans 5, 1 and 2, when it says that we have access by faith into this, what, grace, or can we say God's unmerited favor? Can we say that? But see, this is only one definition of grace. Man, we got a whole lot for you, and it's right in the word. So I want you to see this. So guess what? We have to use our faith to access the grace, we have, you have to use your faith to access God's grace in order for the fullness of God's unlimited promises to manifest in your life. Because if we're just waiting, it's like going outside for the rain to just to drop on you, that's fine. It's only going to happen when it rains. Right? But think about this. God's unlimited promises continues to flow our way. That's the favor of God. But you have to access it by faith. It's like this, it's like this, growing up in, in, in our home, I'm telling you what, there was five of us, but man, I, when we, when grocery shopping came around and it was time to eat, listen, you had to be at the table or you had to be in the refrigerator first, you see? And so, but guess what? And all of us can go right into the house, you know, go right up to the refrigerator. My mom wouldn't say to us, say, you know, what are you doing in the refrigerator? You know, you have, you don't, what are you doing? In, what? I don't want you going to the refrigerator because what's in there is not yours. She would never tell me that. You know why? Because I belong to that house in that home and it's open to me, whatever I want. But let a stranger come in. Oh, you understand what I'm saying? Someone who doesn't belong to that house in the home and all of a sudden, all of a sudden open up the refrigerator and say, hey, wait a minute. You know what? You don't have what? Access. No one is giving you Access. So access has to be given. Am I right about that? Now, once access is given, then you go in the refrigerator all you want to because access has been given. Let me tell you this. Access has already been given to you to tap into God's favor, listen, his grace for whatever you want, his promises and blessings that he has already given us from heaven. So we don't have to listen. And you know what's so cool about this? We don't have to work for it. Glory to God. We don't have to work. It's freely given. Grace, unmerited. So let's get that right out of our minds, out of our heads. Because stop thinking, man, I got to work for this. No, you don't. Jesus did everything that he's going to do in order to fulfill the promise, the redemption promise that God the Father has given to every one of us. You know what we do? We have to learn how to receive yeah. by faith. And that's what I think trips a lot of people up. Because man says, man, I've got I've to earn everything right, that I have. I've got to work for it. 
And so guess what? We take that same mentality and we try to, what, put it right into the kingdom of God in order to receive. How many know that that's not how the kingdom of God operates? It doesn't. And some people can't understand. Well, how come this is not working for me? How come it's not working for me? Oh, working for you? How about receiving it? Glory to God. Let's stop trying to work for it. You say, well, wait a minute. Okay, give me an example. I'm so glad you asked. Let's turn over to Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 and 9. Now, this is just, just one example. But, but understand this. You and I have access by faith into this grace. Oh, glory to God. I have access. And, and what's so wonderful about this is that we have inherited this access because we received Jesus as our Savior and Lord. And because you're born again, because you're a child of God, you can come to the very throne of God anytime you want and begin to seek, to inquire so that you may require of the Lord. And Lord, whatever, listen, whatever he has, guess what? It's yours. It's mine it's because you're a child of God. It belongs to you. Say it belongs to me. Well, then let's look together at Ephesians chapter 2. If you found it, say praise the Lord. All right. Now, someone read that for us, those two verses, 8 and 9, please. Mm-hmm. Wow. Can you see this here? It is, it is by grace or it is by favor. For by grace, for by favor, you have been saved. See, this is another definition or a multi-side of grace. That you are saved, but it's through what? Your faith. So how do you get saved? It is by faith. Now, it's already understanding and having access to what Jesus has done. We know because Jesus died on the cross he rose from the grave. Come on. He presented himself before the Father. It was acceptable. And therefore, now we are redeemed. And when we come to him, we repent. We ask for forgiveness. And we ask Jesus to come into our heart. We're born again. Are you with me? We're born again. Now, understand this. Since we, that's been established, then here's what happens with, with faith or salvation or believing. That I must understand, first of all, from reading the word of God, to know that there's truth concerning salvation, that all I have to do is read it to build up what? Faith is what we said on the inside of me, so let's talk about salvation. If I want to get saved, or you want someone to get saved, you need to work with them, show them scriptures about what? Salvation. And then when you show them scriptures about salvation, it builds up faith inside their heart. Are you with me? I'm just using an example here. Am I right? Is that what the word does? Because faith comes by what? Hearing and hearing by the word of God. So whatever subject you're believing God for or you want the promise of God, then you get that scripture before you. You meditate upon it, get it on the inside of you and receive that. And then the manifestation of that will come. But you have to spend time. And so we understand this. It is by grace you have been saved through faith and it's not of yourselves. Praise God. So here's what I want you to write down. Faith and grace operate together. Faith and grace operate together. They don't operate alone. They don't operate alone. And we see here, as we just read in Romans 5, 1 and 2, that we have access by faith into this grace. Working together. Say working together. All right. Now, also, let me, let me give you this because I'm just, I'm just lowering you up. This is just... Groundwork. I just want to give you this so you can go home and study this. And as we continue to take off, man, it'll be a blessing. But listen to this definition. Uh, well, let me just share this with you. I'm going to give you a definition of a word that's in this definition. How about that? A definition on top of a definition. Are you ready for it? Here it is. Faith is, 
Faith is the catalyst for the manifestation of grace in your life. Faith is, listen, oh, this is so good. Oh, this is so good. Faith is the catalyst for the manifestation of grace in your life. And I'm, and I'm going to define catalyst for you. You're going to love it. Faith is the catalyst for the manifestation of grace in your life. Now, listen to the definition of catalyst. Catalyst is an agent that, that listen, that provokes or speeds, it says here, the significant change or action in your life. Hold on, wait a minute. So if I understand that faith is the catalyst for the manifestation of grace in your life and catalyst is agent, that means faith is the agent that provokes or speeds the significant change of blessings, listen, unlimited promises in your life. Faith is so important here. It is the agent that God uses for us to tap into the promises of God. We have to use faith. Faith to get into the kingdom of God. I like to say it this way. Faith to stay in the kingdom of God. Come on. You know, faith to be blessed in the kingdom of God. So that's what faith is. Well, let's get to our first definition. How about that? Are you ready? The real definition that I wanted to get you to. Well, you've already said this, and here it is. Grace as the unmerited favor of God. You see, we can't limit it and say, well, grace is. You see, and I want to take us here. Because we just, I think we, we, we limit ourselves by just giving grace one definition. But we have to see grace as. Grace as. Say grace as. So we have to see grace as the unmerited favor of God. All right? Go to Psalms chapter 5, verse 12. And this is so important for us to see the truth here as we're tapping into God's word. Grace as the un, unmerited favor of God. And, and here's what I want you to see. Well, as you're turning there, write this down too. There are certainties about grace. Certainties. Say certainties. There are certainties about grace, or we can say unmerited. We know it's unmerited. It's not something you what? Earn. It's, that's a certainty. So understand this about grace. That is a certainty. You don't earn it. Glory to God. You just what? Receive it. So to enjoy grace is to enjoy, here it is, favor. Wow. To enjoy God's grace is to enjoy God's favor. So if I am going to enjoy his grace, then I'm enjoying his favor in my life. Well, what does it say here? What does it say in our, in our reference that we have you turn into? Psalms 512. Someone read that for us. Mm-hmm. Praise God. Now, let me share this with you. So write this down. Because you are a child of God, because you are a child of God, or children, listen, because you're a child of God, children of the world don't enjoy the same privileges that a child of God enjoys. You see, you have to understand this. You, you receive the favor of God because of what Jesus has done for you and I. That's why we have the favor of God. And understand that because you have the favor of God, see, the world doesn't, doesn't get to enjoy the same privileges in the favor that we enjoy. Why? Because we're in the family of God. You're in the family of God. 
You're not outside the family of God. In order to tap into the favor of God, that means you're in the family of God. You become born again, and you receive what God has blessed us with. That, so the children, or we can say this one, those on the outside, remember I gave you the illustration of dealing with the home and, and going walking in and open up the refrigerator. See, if you're from the outside, you just can't walk in and open up the refrigerator. You see, but you're on the inside because you belong. You're in the family of God. Say, I'm in the family of God. And so because you're in the family of God, guess what? You get to enjoy the privileges. You get to enjoy the blessings that God has blessed us with. And so turn with me to 2 Peter chapter 1, verses 1 and 2. And so when we begin to study, there's other definitions on how we can cause grace to operate. I want grace, and here's what I want for you. I want God's grace to operate in your life. I really do. And we're going to see here the different sides. But I want God's grace to operate in your life more successfully, listen, than it ever has before. Than it ever has before. You see, because I believe we, we, we understand grace to a certain degree, but there's, but there's more to grace. There's many sides to grace. And so here's where we want to read 2 Peter. That's where we're going. If you, let's find that and look at this together. 2 Peter, and let's look at chapter 1, verses 1 and 2. All right? Now, if you found it, let's go ahead and read it together. Go ahead, someone. And what we're talking about, we're talking about favor. We're talking about grace. All right? Somebody go ahead. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> That's so good. Now, let's, let's finish up here. This is so good. This is, I mean, when we tap into this, I love what you said, more and more. The other translation says in verse 2, grace and peace be multiplied. You want to highlight that. You want to mark that down because grace can be multiplied and peace can be multiplied. And that's what it's saying here. Grace and peace be multiplied to you. But how is it multiplied to you? That's the key. How is grace and peace multiplied? So that means it's not talking about being added. It's not saying grace be added unto you. It's not saying peace be added unto you. The scripture is saying here in the New King James that grace and peace be what? Multiplied. Well, it goes on and tells us how. Everybody say how. How. Okay. And it says here it is. Be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God in the knowledge of God and of our, listen, and of Jesus our Lord. So grace and peace will be multiplied to you, and it comes through knowledge of his word. This is why it's important to study the word. And as you study the word, the grace of God, listen, the peace of God will be multiplied unto you in your life. This is why the word of God is so important. Joshua 1.8, I mean, you know what it says, but man, let's turn there anyways. Joshua, because it's so important for us to understand. I think sometimes we hear scriptures, we read it, and then we go, oh, that's nice, that's great, that's cool. But do we really take our time to focus and study on what the word says? In Joshua 1.8, it gives us a great understanding of how important it is, and we can see the blessings of God by doing exactly what the scripture tells us. Joshua chapter 1, verse 8. Grace and peace be multiplied. Say multiply. It's multiplied to us through our knowledge of God and his word. 
Well, Joshua 1 8, what does it say? This is where we're finished tonight. What does it say? Somebody read that for us. Mm hmm. Wow. Remember, we talked about here getting results. Say getting results. We want to get results. So we see here the New King James says, This book of the law should not depart from your mouth. Say, My mouth. But here's what we have to do we have to meditate on it day and night that we may observe to do according to all that is written. And then notice, here comes the results of doing what? Of meditating day and night. Here it is, for then. Then. In other words, we can't get the cart before the horse. We've got to get into the word because that's how faith comes, right? Faith comes by what? And hearing the word of God. And, and, and listen, faith gives us access then. If I'm going to receive faith, I have to, let's establish this as we, as we have, as we're just kind of, I just want to repeat this to you as we're backing up and kind of circling around and then we're going to close. If I want to grow in the things of God, I have to, first of all, we know you were born again, we're in the kingdom. I have to get into the word. You have to get into the word. You have to study the word. Well, when you get into the word, you study the word, you hear the word, or you, whether you read the word, it builds up faith every time. Isn't that what it says? Because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So then that faith that I've established because I've heard, because I've studied, gives me access into God's grace. And that grace is his unmerited favor, and that favor has many sides because it has an abundance of promises and blessings that's attached to his grace. And we're going to talk about those. I want you to see it so clear that scriptures define exactly the many sides of grace. Man, you're going to love it. So guess what? Next week, you got to come back. We're going to close. How about that? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much. Oh, we love you tonight. And Father, we thank you for your grace, your unmerited favor. Lord, we thank you for what you've done in our lives and what you want for us and how you want us to grow and how you want us to increase. Lord, may we continue to hunger after your word. May we continue to realize that faith gives us access into your grace, which is unmerited favor. And favor, Father God, as, as we understand, gives us just to be able to walk right in, right up to you, Father, and ask you in faith and have confidence that when we pray that what we're believing you for, that we get the desired results every time. And so, Father, tonight, thank you for allowing us to just set the groundwork, the foundation, to build upon it in weeks to come. Oh, may our hearts continue to remain full in understanding of what you want us to do and what you have prepared for all of us. Unlimited blessings, unlimited promises that are found in your word, but may we walk in every one of them. In Jesus' name, amen.